Minnesota Wild get a little revenge on the Edmonton Oilers as they win 2-1 to one at home. We will break all the action down on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wilds pick up a 2-1 to one win over the Edmonton Oilers to pick up win number 15 on the season. And tonight's Locked on Wild postcast starts right now. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, I, I feel like we're getting a little momentum from this team after beating Vancouver to finish up the road trip. They come back home and uh, really put on just a, a defensive clinic against a pretty darn good Edmonton team. I agree with you, Seth. Uh, this is the kind of win that can really galvanize a hockey team because it was a long road trip. We got back yesterday afternoon, late in the afternoon. A couple of the players talked about the quick turnaround. This game almost felt like an extension to that trip. And that first game back can be a real pitfall for teams. And they didn't let that sink in at all. They came out. They were aggressive. They had a forecheck that was sustainable throughout most of the night. And I think if you look at this game top to bottom for 60 minutes, one of the most complete games we've seen the Minnesota Wild all season. One of the big things I think to uh, to start with this one, and I know Matt Boldy scored the uh, his goal on the power play, but Sammy Walker, two games in a row now, he really has turned that line into just a different animal, and they were attacking all night. Had three goals, one of which was waved off the board, but starting to it's starting to remind me a little bit of kind of what we saw last year with Fiala, Boldy, and Goudreau with that same sort of magic. Yeah, I think Sammy Walker is a really good fit with those two guys because he plays with such speed. And and Boldy and Gaudreau are great skaters. And you don't see chemistry develop this quickly very often. So I think it is something uh, that's worth noting. And Sammy Walker just does not look out of place at all. And I, I get it. You know, Dean Evison talked about it a couple of days ago and said he's an older player. He played four years of college hockey. He's a more mature guy than a lot of players that come into this league at, at 20 or 21. And and uh, he's got skill. He, you can see the skill on display. Now, um, you know, it's going to be a bit of a log jam. You and I talked about this after the game in Vancouver a couple nights ago. You know, Ryan Hartman practiced with the team today. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point on this homestand he comes back in. And then right behind him, Brandon Duhame is expected to practice with the Wild on Wednesday. So, you know, if you're Sammy Walker, you just got to keep going out and playing the type of game you're playing. Because no matter what, people are, are noticing the skill that he has brought to the lineup, and I think it'll work out along the way, but it's a good problem to have, no doubt. Uh, we we saw once again, this has been a theme since this line was put together, the grief line just continuing to frustrate Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and as many points as those guys put up throughout the year, uh, it is just crazy how many times they match up against the Wild, and they come up pretty quiet. You know, the power play, they, they stood out a little bit because you're going to get looks on a power play, but I'm with you. Five on five, that's as quiet as those two guys can be when you watch the Edmonton Oilers play. And big credit to the grief line. They've been awesome. And Dean Everson having the home ice advantage to match that lineup as much as possible, certainly a part of it. But also kudos to that blue line. You know, you, you think of players like Brodeen and Spurgeon that anchor those top two sets for Minnesota. And I thought those two guys in particular were amazingly good tonight. And I think it, it takes the entire group when you're going to shut down an Oilers team, hold them to 21 shots. Now, remember, the Oilers had five power plays on this game. One of them is six on four to end the game. And they end up with 21 shots on goal in that hockey game. And 
that's as invisible as 97 could ever be for the Oilers. So you know that the right players that you're mentioning on that line and on the blue line that I just mentioned had outstanding games. Well, and that's that's the formula too is because you look at Fleury's numbers and he was 20 out of 21 in saves. But if he if he's good on the back end and if the Wild are blocking shots in front of him, it's almost impossible for teams to get anything through. Yeah, when the, when the Wild play the way they did tonight, and I think it's a bit of a carryover from Vancouver where they just had more attention to the details in their game. And what I mean by that is they were just more efficient as a group, shutting the Oilers down, breaking the puck out, same thing in Vancouver. When you spend less time having to defend, you get a forecheck that can, you can establish and you can build on, and then you dictate the terms of the play. And I thought Minnesota these last two games was exactly that. We, we got to talk a little bit about Stuart Skinner, too, because we, we talked about it before we hit record here tonight. Um, I thought he's been great the last two times the Wild have gone against him, and for all the uh, uneven play that Jack Campbell has, uh, has provided so far for the Oilers, you look at these last two games against the Wild, and I think the scores would have been substantially different had they not gotten the level of goaltending they did from Skinner. He's been great. He's been outstanding. You know, the game in Edmonton, the 44 saves were remarkable. And I thought again tonight, there were certain points in this hockey game where the Wild could have opened up a two or three goal lead and he just wouldn't let it happen. Um, He's athletic. He's a good sized guy. And he's kind of got a unique situation where, you know, Campbell's kind of the expected starter. So when you're not that guy, there's not a ton of pressure on you. And when you play in Edmonton, unlike tonight, most nights, you're going to get some goal support. So you can freewheel a little bit, and I'm with you. We've seen him just a couple of times. I didn't know a lot about him until I watched him up in Edmonton. But as a former goalie, i got to tip my hat, man. That guy is a very, very skilled uh, goaltender, and there's a ton of upside because he's young, he's inexperienced, and right now you can see his game is certainly growing. Uh, you mentioned the 6-on-4 to end the game. I want to talk about what took place right before that. And that was an extended shift in the Edmonton zone by the Kaprizov line. And you look at the end of the game, all the elements, some tired legs from the Wild because they had spent a good portion of the third period defending on their end of the ice. That's exactly what you need from those guys. And so they didn't end up, you know, factoring in in the score sheet at all. But that's exactly what you need from those guys at that point in the game is to just give your give the rest of your team a little opportunity to just – get back on track, and prevent Skinner from coming out of the net earlier than he did. Yeah, a very aggressive move by Dean Evison and his coaching staff because, you know, the the school of thought that a lot of coaches might have had would have been maybe put one of your checking lines out there. And he said, no, we're going to be aggressive here. We're not just going to try to shut them down, but we're going to actually try to score and end this game because if Minnesota gets a goal, it's over. And when you put your best players out there, you're showing them a vote of confidence that, you know, we know that you're more than a one trick pony. We know that you can go out there, put pressure on them, wear that team down and maybe even score a goal. And I think the player that probably most benefits as far as a confidence shot in the arm would be Sam Steele, because that's a big roll of the dice for a young player like that, that, you know, hasn't been here that long and hasn't earned that trust of the coaches for very long either. But that to me was a a, certainly a huge shift and played a big role in in Minnesota kind of, Salting this thing away late. Minnesota Wild pick up a 2-1 to win over the Edmonton Oilers, 15th win of the season as mentioned. We'll talk about what's coming up next, which is a game on Wednesday against the Detroit Red Wings. We'll also talk about some of the players that are getting close to coming back for the Wild, which will lead to some difficult lineup decisions. 
All that and more as we continue our Locked on Wild postcast after a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. At Locked on Wild, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on Wild listeners 40% off a new security system, but don't delay or you will miss out on this amazing offer. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. So don't miss out on your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast also brought to you by betonline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to the college football bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. Minnesota Wild win 2-1 to one over the Edmonton Oilers. We continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, Detroit Red Wings on tap for the Wild next on Wednesday. And uh, last time we saw this team, a very physical and tight game, 2-1, to one, the score there. And uh, it's a Detroit team that has a ton of talent. They were missing quite a few players at that point in the season. I would imagine uh, the Red Wings are closer to healthy, which means that this one is going to be a tricky matchup as well. Yeah, the Red Wings on their most recent road trip just went down to Tampa Bay and beat the Lightning. So this is going to be a very difficult game for the Wild. I like the way that they're trending. And after that long road trip and a hard game tonight against the Oilers, it's a well-earned off day tomorrow for Minnesota. Expect to see Philip Gustafson back in goal. Uh, He played great down in Detroit. And, of course, he's coming off that – uh, shutout, his first career shutout in the uh, NHL up in Vancouver. So he'll need to be sharp. The Wild will need to continue to play the way they played these last two games. I just think they've been a much better team without the puck. We know they've got skill once they get the puck, and we're seeing uh, some cool things develop, as you mentioned, with Sammy Walker on that line with Freddie Gaudreau and Matt Boldy. They were dominant tonight. So, no, you feel good about the way you're playing, but you're going to have to continue to play the way – uh, they have lately if they're going to have success against a Red Wing team that isn't the team you saw these last couple of years. This is a team that's going to be on the cusp of being in playoff contention, and I think they're a team with some young, talented players that in the next few years absolutely will be in the postseason. Uh, as you mentioned, Ryan Hartman practicing with the team. Brandon Duhame also will be practicing hopefully at some point this week. It's going to lead to some tough decisions in the lineup. You don't want to take anybody out with how the team is playing as of right now, but that there's always that uh, that adage that it breeds the best of the competition. So whoever does end up coming out, it's it's an opportunity, I think, for Dean to kind of mix and match and to allow for uh, guys to get some breathers here uh, with a couple of really key players set to come back into the lineup. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see the way that the coaching staff kind of blends these uh, players back in because 
they're heart and soul guys. I mean, Ryan Hartman and Brandon Duhame are very well-respected players. They're going to have their ice time and there are going to be some hard choices. And I don't know how it's going to sift out because, you know, you look at the obvious choices and Sammy Walker, certainly the, the last guy in might be the first guy out, but that's a tough call to make right now with the way that line's playing. And then you look at that fourth line. I mean, Shaw, Dewar, Ryan Reeves, I mean, the way they're going and what Ryan Reeves brings to the table. So I don't know how it's going to play out. I really don't. Um, and I think it's going to be a slow roll here. We're going to probably see uh, maybe this homestand, Ryan Hartman, on a Friday or a Sunday. Maybe that that road trip out to California, which is a quick one to Anaheim and San Jose. I think that's where you might see some real shuffling of the deck and back-to-back games, you know, with travel in California. You, you know, Dean will have some flexibility to mix and match. But, you know, on this homestand, you don't have any back-to-backs. You've got days in between all these games. And so I, I'm very curious to see how it'll play out. Uh, Kevin, final one for you. We don't get a chance to do this a lot, but uh, was just looking at the standings in the Central Division the other day, and uh, I, I got to feel like the Wilds sense an opportunity here to really start to uh, to build on what they have been doing lately with the fact that the Colorado Avalanche are fielding a roster of mostly AHL players at this point. Predators are in a bit of a tailspin. The Blues are in a bit of a tailspin, and so... Real opportunity here for the Wild to solidify on that third spot in the Central and to try to take aim at the Jets and the Stars. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know, if you look at the schedule between now and the Christmas break, and we mentioned Detroit's a, a team on the come, but then you get a Chicago team on Friday who the Wild should dominate. You get Ottawa on Sunday who's a lot like Detroit. They're going to be a playoff team in the next couple of years, but they're young. Uh, and then you go out to California and you play two teams that aren't very good, frankly. Anaheim and San Jose, the Wild are just better than those hockey teams. So you look at those next five games, and if you're the Wild, you got to take it one at a time. But for us, as we analyze this, you got to figure the Wild could maybe sneak out four or five wins. Now all of a sudden, you're not just thinking about those top three positions. You're taking a look at where Dallas is at the top of the heap, and they came off a very tough loss tonight in the closing seconds on the road at Pittsburgh. Sorry about that. And uh, Minnesota all of a sudden's in a pretty good spot, which after the first couple of weeks didn't look impossible, but it looked like a long uphill battle. Uh, but I think, you know, from talking to the team, from talking to the coaches here the last couple of weeks, being on the road with, with the Minnesota wild, the one thing that keeps coming up is if we're going to be a playoff team, if we're going to go anywhere this year, we've got to be more dominant at home. They realized they hadn't been very good at home, especially early in the season. Well, all of a sudden now, Seth, they've rattled off six of their last seven on home ice. They've got a little traction here, a little momentum. And I really think tonight uh, was one of those games where they fed off the crowd. There was energy in the building as early as warmups. People wanted to see McDavid uh, against our superstar, Kirill Kaprizov. And I've never seen it so full for warmups. And I think the players really fed off that, and I think it led to a good start, which led to a very complete game front to back by a team that's now starting to really get some momentum. They are starting to get their uh, legs under them and starting to make some noise in the Central Division. We love to see it, and that will do it for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Kevin, thank you for joining. As always, looking forward to chatting with you after Wednesday's game against Detroit. Lockdown Wild listeners, make sure you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week by subscribing on YouTube, following us on your favorite podcast platforms. We've got new episodes as well as pre- and post-game videos for you, so make sure you check it all out as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild all week long as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.